Hey everyone, just wanted to jump in before the episode and let you know that this is actually part of a three-part series we're working on on Indiana Jones and the Temple of Bad Architecture. Hopefully I will come up with a better name before we release the episode. I also want to take a moment to thank everyone for the likes, subscribes, shares, tweets, all the other ways you've been reaching out to us and letting us know that you've been enjoying our work. It really means a lot, and if you know someone that you think will enjoy sweating the small stuff, we really hope you will go ahead and share it with them, because we found the best way to grow our audience is through personal recommendations. And I'm willing to bet, as we do more of these series, they're going to thank you for it. Anyway, just wanted to say thanks again, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. On with the show. Hello all and welcome to Sweating the Small Stuff, a show where we sweat over the details that make our world richer. I'm your personal brain trainer, Cameron Booster Jamari, and today I'm joined by an ultra special guest. I'm so excited he's in this office right now. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself, Dad? I haven't been called Dad <laughs> with two cool guys. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't hear that from me. I'm Abdi Buzar Jomehri, and I'm Cameron's father. So you, in addition to having the great honor of being my father, if you consider it that, um, you have a PhD in architecture and a master's in structural engineering? Yes, I do. I have a PhD in architecture from University of Pennsylvania. I have master's in structural engineering from University of Pennsylvania. I have master's in architecture and bachelor's in civil engineering. And if we keep going, I'm sure we could have listed even more credentials for the rest of the afternoon. That's good enough for that. <laughs> but for today's episode, I just we need to focus on one very important aspect of life, which is you know how to build things you know how to build structures that last right i have built few so the topic of today's episode which i i knew as soon as i came up with it, i had to talk to you about was indiana jones and the temple of nonsense architecture because in those movies i know you've seen all of them we watched them together there is always a moment where there's just like some poor guy thousands of years ago had to just build this at least football field length hallway that's just full of booby traps and nonsense, most of which only is, I would imagine, designed to work once. And I really wanted to talk to you about how realistic, how plausible is any of that stuff when it comes to could, could we make it and why would we ever want to make something like that? Uh, to start with the... Egyptians built pyramids for no use but to put their dead. So the possibility of doing it is there. But the logic behind doing it the way they show it movie is a little bit uh, funny. So we can go through that one where you are under the mountain and you have a cave that you get into and have all these structures built within the cave it becomes a little bit very, very unrealistic and practical. Yeah, because it's one thing for you to have built this magic hallway out of stone and tile and whatever. It's another thing for you to carve it into a mountain where the mountain itself is something you really have to dig into. I would say it would have been most probably if they did it, there was a granite type uh, mountain like, let's say, the uh, El Capitan in mm. in uh, Shout out to you, uh, Apple. the Yosemite, and they had to cut into this granite mm -hmm. to create the struct openings that they wanted to do, 
and then then putting things together to create this environment of protection mm -hmm. so with that in mind let's let's just kind of like jump into the first one so indiana jones raiders of the lost ark the opening sequence that just the whole portion where indy's going into this cave that we can assume has been some sort of earthen mound that was built out of stone and tile and brick and he goes through a fun series of traps so i for anyone listening at home i know this would be a lot more fun if you could watch it and i'll include links for you to see it, but I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with kind of like the big traps that happen. So the first one is pretty easy. It's just a big pit. There's just a big pit and he has to swing over it. Thoughts? That would be doable without any problem. Most probably they dug that one also to get to water so they can have water for their slaves or whatever to do what wow, they were going to do. That is a weirdly astute observation. I didn't even think about the fact that they probably already dug wells for water anyway. Why not just... Don't make them pull double duty with some spears. That's genius. Um, all right. So the next thing is the hallway of dart guns. That is doable if you have, but it is very difficult because if you are physically, let's look at the logistics of how you can accomplish what they intended to accomplish. The way it is, is every one of those uh, pieces that they are in more like brown, brownish color, mm -hmm. <coughs> Those were intended to be loose, so they push on a some sort of device below them in order to activate some arrows to shoot at the right angle to the right person who is on top of that uh, particular stone or brick or whatever you want to call it. But the problem there is that you need to have an under the slab complete structure of thousands of either ropes or basically ropes because mm -hmm. or some sort of uh, sticks like bamboos or something that they can extend so many feet to the side and then climb up to the location of those statues that they have holes on them so they can be act as arrow shooters so if this was cut in a stone to create this that would be impossible so the the next issue is that did they build this one in order this more like a kind of corridor to be able to first put all of this infrastructure under it and then put the stones on top of it and put the bricks on top of it to make happen it is extremely extremely impractical especially with the technology of the time that's I really do appreciate that you're sp talking specifically to the era because I, I feel like that's something you've always been very good on just in our many conversations over my lifetime is knowing not just what's going on, but what's going on in the context of the time, which is exactly as you pointed out. They probably, I mean, they don't have like fancy electronics and magic buttons. They have ropes and bamboo that they have to make it work. I would assume that even to make the movie and having those few arrows shot, they had to go to great deal of trouble of wood and wood and wood <laughs> to make that happen <laughs> even in the movie forget about what you want to do in reality of life of uh, let's say uh, Incas I guess this is South America so I assume it is in, in one of the uh, tribes of the time 
So, and knowing their technology and capabilities, they did not even have the steel. That is where they were so surprised when the uh, Spanish came there with their swords and their helmets. So, given that fact, it is clear that they did not have the technology. The other funny thing about it is the arrows they have actually have a steel on them because <laughs> they are steel arrows and Indians did not have steel arrows. That is an exceptional observation. And actually, so there's still one last trap we have to go through, obviously. It's the big, the, you have to go to get the idol. And then when you move the idol... It triggers the crazy boulder thing that chases Indiana Jones out. That becomes another issue of the interest. We are assuming that that idol was solid gold. We are assuming also that they did not have a technology to create a hollow gold. So if that piece was a solid gold, that is one cubic decimeter, which comes to 21 kilos at least which comes to be just holding it in his hand, that gives me the decimeter is 10 centimeters by 10 centimeters mm-hmm. by 10 centimeters. So that is the volume you are looking at. So as such, that volume would have 21 kilo weight, which translates to almost 100 pounds. For Indiana Jones to pick that one up so easily, it makes no sense. But then when I saw the show, I noticed that he threw his sandbag on top of the... The pedestal. Pedestal in hopes that that uh, would replace the uh, gold uh, statue, which, of course, that was stupid. Yeah, the bag is the same size as the statue. But then more more interestingly, that the pedestal went down instead of coming up. So if that weight was keeping the pedestal down in order to create a kind of uh, safety device. Once you take the 90 pounds, 100 pounds out of an object, which we assume there is some springs or some devices under it, Mm -hmm. that thing would go up, don't go down. That's a really good observation. But as a result of that, going down made no sense whatsoever from a mechanical standpoint. And then the last part, I'd assume... It would be fairly trivial. The When you're running out of the cave, at that point, you've triggered every trap in the cave. So it's not hard to trigger a giant boulder. A giant boulder and the door coming down and everything else are not unusual. But if you look at the Egyptians, mm-hmm. the Egyptians basically had these devices. Somehow, sometime I read or so, I don't know, maybe in childhood, that once they put the uh, mummy in its place, and they walked out, and they had these devices that they let the sand come and fill up all the uh, passageways. So as such, I can figure out, I can assume that it's feasible to have some sort of devices, releasing devices, that they let the doors shut down, and we already talked about the arrows, so mm-hmm. that is beside the point, or a boulder coming down. But having that boulder made and delivered up to that location and secured and being so perfect was a little bit you know crazy i love that you're harping on like this there's this realism aspect that they wanted to go for that like let's be honest if you had this boulder it would be such a pain in the butt setup that why would you even do it oh uh, you would have problem raising it up to the location it would be doable but it is 
very uh, first of all uh, it it would be very difficult because if you look at the like pyramids and the way they built the pyramids they had these rollers that they used based on what actually they tried to recreate a piece of one stone to be pulled by how many people volunteers not as slaves mm -hmm. so and those were wet, well fed very enthusiastic about doing it and they end up to add 100 people <laughs> to pull that one just for a little bit of uh, distance and this is at the time when the whips were the ones governed the operation so now you have a round piece of object mm -hmm. in a very limited opening the opening was it, it, it was as big as the object mm -hmm. so as such you, you can only put so many people in front of that one to push it up and technically that one being a stone you would look at uh, like maximum 10 or 20 people there is no way 20 people could roll that stone on that steep slope up the hill to the location that it needed to sit and this is all inside of a confined close quarter space where the egyptian model it's like an open air you have ropes able to apply power from all directions they had pushed it and pulled it and everything mm -hmm. else and they had ropes that they could go 100 150 feet and they would have number of ropes and number and bear in mind this is a this is a round object. It's yeah. very different than having a square object where you tie things to it and start. Of course, you can still tie ropes to this object, mm -hmm. but trying to pull it on that slope up to a confined area because you didn't have a bat, uh, football field behind that one. Most probably that was tucked into a very tiny spot. Mm -hmm. So it would be extremely impractical or not doable for lack of better words to push it up there and try to put it in that confined environment for only the function of coming down and killing one person and that's the best part of this entire thing is that this is and that's the best part of this entire thing is it's a single use and like there's this is the part that bothers me the most about the entire function of this one setup of traps is like these people worship this golden idol right so why on earth would you put it at the end of all these deadly traps to get to if it's actually supposed to be a place uh, like a religious idol? The, that is the interesting observation. Realistically, you put mummies there and put all of the gold and everything around it in order to, to protect them, then mm -hmm. you try to. But if you have one object that is a symbol of your uh to gods or goddesses or whatever it was and the intent of it is to be there to be worshipped uh, this is, doesn't make any sense at all so uh, it could be good showing on movie of Indiana Jones but in reality of even back in thousand years it made no sense whatsoever you can see the pyramids where they uh, take the people's hearts out and burn them thinking that that's going to give them rain uh, that's 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 understandable but but the function of pyramids were not only for uh, burning the hearts it mm -hmm. was, it had other functions from which is still is not clearly understood I mean, that the, if they were any kind of uh, <laughs> like in uh, machu picchu uh, it is clear that the angle of the sun 
has a lot to do with the location of one structure mm -hmm. and how the sun comes up. So they had very good astronomical knowledge, mm -hmm. but and that is why it's still in, in debate what the pyramids were for, but definitely they did not build them to kill somebody and throw him down the step. That just came down later. All right. Well, this has been a really fun conversation about Raiders of the Lost Ark. And for the next one, we'll have you in to talk about Temple of Doom, if that's cool with you. That sounds good. So. <laughs> so that'll do it for this episode of Swing the Small Stuff. You can find us on all social media at Small Stuff Show, and you can download and subscribe to Swing the Small Stuff wherever you get podcasts. And if you made it this far and want to hear more of my dad's incredible intellect picking apart Indiana Jones traps, please do subscribe and show this to your friends and get them in on the fun. Anyway, I've been your personal brain trainer reminding you, from movies to media to the world around us, it's details like these that make it worth sweating the small stuff. <laughs> <laughs>